How's it going? Good. Good. It's good to see you again. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. It hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, like, since this morning. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, how has your weekend been? <laughs> how about that World <laughs> Cup? <laughs> Viva la France. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I know. It's a, it's a shame. Is it? I mean, Mexico... Well, that was a long could time have ago. Won. Yeah. They couldn't have won. They haven't made it past that round, like, ever. I have hope for next four years ago. To, I mean, <laughs> four years from now. <laughs> In the winter. In the winter, yeah. So yeah. that's some recent news, I, I guess. I don't know about recent. Oh. I don't know what. What's in the news these days? <laughs> you know. You're on the, you're on the pulse of I am, life. but <laughs> nothing relevant. <laughs> Emmys? Emmys? Some noms, Emmy noms? That's relevant. All right. A lot of things got nominated. They have so many categories. W- were there any snubs? Probably, but nothing that... I heard that Modern Family was one of the big snubs. Oh, yeah, but they've had their time, I feel like. Right. That's not snub anymore. Right. I think that's just people... Now, one of your favorite shows is Parks and Rec, right? Yes. For th- Parks and Recreation, Amy Poehler. Now, <laughs> did... So it was, like, nominated every year for Best Comedy tv show something like that but it never actually won the award is that right i don't know i haven't paid attention to the emmys like ever pretty much until now that i watch more respectable tv tv i guess respectable wow i mean a little bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) like (laughs) like I, i get to everything late so like for example big little lies was the big winner last year Mm. of the emmys Mm -hmm. but I didn't watch it till like this year. We did a, an episode about that if you're interested. Yeah, like I, back then I didn't care. Big Little Lies won everything. I was like, what is that anyway? <laughs> so like I'm always like behind. So when it's happening, I don't know. But this year there were quite a few that like I actually have seen prior to the Emmys. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I was really excited for Stranger Things, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like. My favorite show of all time. Sorry, I'm having Turn some... Turn uh, your phone over. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. I'm so sorry. Turn it over. <laughs> I'm trying to put on the do not disturb function. Okay. Stranger Things is nominated for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite show of all time. I'm excited. Season two. Is it really your favorite show of all time? Yeah. Even more than this show that we're covering today? Yeah. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I mean... The show only has one, not even one season done yeah, yet. Yeah, not six episodes in. Yep. Yeah. So Emmys, yeah. Stranger Things, Queer Eye. Did you know Honest Trailers got nominated? Like the the YouTube? What? Yeah. Not It's not Cinema Sins. It's the other one that's similar. But it's like the, the from the people that brought you. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like funny, which I, I really like Honest Trailers more than Cinema Sins. Like I like... Watching CinemaSins occasionally if it's like a movie I don't like or like a movie I've seen a million times. But like honest trailers are like really, really funny a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And they're shorter and more digestible. Like they they catch like the overall things that are wrong or funny with a movie rather than every like they're the honest trailer. Yeah, I don't know. Have you seen them? I think so if they're the ones I'm thinking you're talking about. But they're not shorter. They're like longer trailers. Six minutes long. That's not long. That's a long trailer. What the heck? A trailer <laughs> should be two, maybe two and a half minutes. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, it's shorter than like CinemaSins. Yeah. You know, it's not everything wrong with. Right. It's a different thing. Right. But I didn't know they I could s- get om- nominated for Emmys. That's cr- that's just wild. I think the Emmys are, are trying to... Branch out. <laughs> get, get, like, young people. More like brand out. But, like, honest trailers, I don't see as, like, that big... Of you know, like, I feel like people don't buzz about them when it, they come out. Yeah, <laughs> I just, uh, that's a silly nomination to me. And I don't know. I mean, is that the point that we've come to is that YouTube channels have the same. I mean, it's fair, though, because quality? some, a lot of YouTube and Internet stuff like there's, I feel like it's a lot more gray now because the production mm. value of online stuff is so much higher now that's true 
And then, of course, Drag Race got nominated for quite a few Emmys. I'm excited about that. That's cool. I yeah. wanted to see what, what it got nominated for. Lots of reality stuff. That's fantastic. But yeah, Queer Eye and... Oh, and Westworld. Oh, yeah? Got a lot, of course. It's one of the leading... Oh, cool. Yeah, of course. I mean, it makes sense. I'm trying so hard to get Zeleni onto the Westworld Yo, bandwagon. And she's hard. stuck in Eastworld. No, <laughs> we've started it. But like the violence, it's just HBO. Like, it's a little violent. It's a lot violent. <laughs> and well, no spoilers, I guess. But like it doesn't matter. It, it's human. You think it's just in Bel... Oh. Like it's. It still counts as humans, you and know. I'm like, no, 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 it's just robot violence. No, it's not. It's just it's still <laughs> people. It's the same goddamn thing, and so it's hard <laughs> to me for me to get through episodes. Like, we we will watch them occasionally, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. And also, oh, Handmaid's Tale. That's another one I started, but I'm too scared. How many of. seasons are they in on Handmaid's? I think season two just ended. Oh. Yeah, those are the ones I can remember. There's a lot, but. I mean, that's exciting. So today's show couldn't have been nominated because it wasn't No, it's right. Finished. But like people are already ready. Right. Like people, I saw an interview with one of the writer directors that we'll talk about for, for Pose. That's what we're covering today. Oh, um, cool. And the interviewer was already asking her like, oh, are you already writing your acceptance speech for the <laughs> next year's Emmys? And the girl's just like, um... <laughs> I'm not thinking that far ahead yet. <laughs> like, that's just... Man, way to put him on the spot. I know. Yeah, I'm sure... <laughs> it's like, really? This is, The question is, can you be humble? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, but Pose, I'm sure, will get super nominated. It's kind of... It has, like, a powerhouse team and a big win for yeah. diversity. Or at least it's supposed to... That's my one joke for the day. That's good. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> if you don't know, we are Hikey Book Club. Hikey Book Club. I'm Delaney. I'm Cameron. <laughs> and we're basically like a book club for TV and movies. TV and movies. And usually the first part of the episode, we will talk spoiler free about our topic. No spoiler. And then after the musical break, we'll go into spoiler discussion. We're going to spill all the tea. Yeah. This this so we're we're just covering the pilot of pose today the season hasn't finished airing it finishes air, airing like i guess you this sunday so this episode is on tuesday so this upcoming sunday is the season finale of pose mm-hmm. and and it's an eight episode season in fact i hear that as we're airing right now no, as we're recording <laughs> right as we're recording <laughs> right now the the second to last yeah. s- episode of the season episode seven is airing, is right, airing now. right now on FX. But we wouldn't know that because we don't we don't have much cable here. We don't. We just watch it later. It's really good. I mean, I don't know. Have people heard of the show? I feel like it's been getting a lot of buzz this summer. It premiered early June. It's on FX. It's by Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. which is the the big name behind it. What I else mean, has Ryan Murphy done? what else has ryan murphy done it's like what has he not done no it's just like it his stuff is so well known i've never heard of him oh what who that american horror story glee oh. Nip Tuck, the he, glee project. I, I i'm pretty <laughs> sure i've heard his name being thrown around in my film department but no. i never connected the dots oh well he did glee that's one of his biggest i think but also american horror story is huge i'm sure i think it's nominated too for mm-hmm. whatever and now I, pose hmm. i tried to get into both of those shows and i didn't get into them i'm too scared of american horror story mm-hmm. and glee i watched quite a few seasons before they like graduated and it got kind of weird but it was i loved glee back th- back in the day well yeah was it did they go, end up going to college and they covered like the first year or two yeah well it was weird because it was like half and half and they brought in like new freshmen and it's, it's cool and all but like you know it's it's not the same as like the early seasons mm-hmm. so and and then i went to college too and i stopped watching tv like it was you know a lot of Glee, things unfortunately just seemed to be marred with a couple of 
you know, types of controversies. And well, I don't know controversies, but just early deaths, unfortunately. Oh, right. But um, that was late. After they had finished recording or I mean, for one of them, they one prominent character, I thought. Yeah, the, the main guy. But that was way after that was like after they graduated and stuff. Mm. It was like season four or five, I thought. Well, yeah, that's a late season. Mm. Like, I mean, I watched through like season three, maybe. Mm. So Ryan Murphy did Pose. Yes. He, he's the creator, writer, well, director, creator. Yeah, along with other names that he's worked with before as well. And now there's even more people involved. But like, I think having Ryan Murphy's name really helps in like pitching it and mm-hmm. them getting the oh, pilot. Sure. And that was back in He's March. probably the showrunner. I guess. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but uh, each episode has a different lead writer and director. Mm-hmm. Not, not. I think he directed the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, That's typically how it is with TV shows. Uh, yeah. It'll but these are more like, I feel like Pose falls into this category we've talked about of like the long movie, like the show that's between a show and a movie mm. kind of thing. It's limited episodes. Mm-hmm. Very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Not it's like... A, it's a 12-hour movie. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like Big Little Lies and like... I can't stand that. Like I can't Stranger stand things. when people say that. What? Why? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a movie. It's not a movie, but it's not what I think of like a TV series, you know? That's like, oh, every episode is like, a similar kind of problem and it gets resolved. You know, it's more like a whole big story. At least what I watched in the pilot. Yeah. So we're just covering the nice. pilot today, as I was saying before mm-hmm. my tangent, because Cameron hasn't seen past the pilot. And I'm so busy, y'all. I don't <sighs> no. I don't have time to dedicate he, seven more episodes. No, to it's, this it's show. good, though. You will. I agree. I will. Exactly. And you I will. doubt we'll we come just, back. But <laughs> to talk right, about it. But right. still, we, we just want. Maybe for the, season two. Yeah, the pilot is uh, an hour and a half long. It's mm-hmm. pr- it's pretty much like a movie. So I thought it was enough material to cover and give a, a great taste of what the whole season is like. Great. But yeah, so, but th- so we'll probably move on to spoilers kind of soon because there isn't... It's so new. There's not that much about it, mm-hmm. about any production related things or anything mm-hmm. makes just, sense yeah yeah i mean it's it's brand new but it just got renewed for season two you brought up, you brought up a good point cool. that was in the past couple of days oh cool yeah and people i mean i expected it for sure i was like no it, it has to be like it has so much buzz but they were like a lot of the writers and producers were like tweeting about wanting to get renewed and asking for people to like make sure to watch it and support mm-hmm. it because of that, they weren't. They needed viewership. Yeah, makes sense. Could it get renewed? Yeah. Do you think it's gonna come back as Pose Two, <laughs> like Stranger Things Two? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It'll be it'll be great. I'm scared for the ne- in the next couple episodes. One of the producers or someone said they were crazy, so uh, I was like, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared someone's gonna die. I don't want someone to die. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if someone's going to die, but with sad stuff, you never know. This show <laughs> makes me want to just look into a, uh, FX more because I'm not mm. too familiar with them, but they seem to have a good lineup of TV shows. So. I guess so. I mean, they got lucky that HBO or Netflix didn't. Like passed on Pose? Well, I don't know. I don't think they passed. I don't know. I didn't see anything about who who got it pitched. or. I wonder who. if FX does America's Horror Story. American I don't, I don't know, honestly. Mm. Who does it? Because I'm, I'm not sure if like Ryan Murphy maybe had an in with FX right. already. I don't know. But they they got lucky because it definitely feels like an HBO or Netflix type of show. Mm. Also, the other thing worth mentioning is watching uh, the documentary Paris is Burning before you see Pose or like mm-hmm. in, in concurrent <laughs> watching it because it it's kind of like the source material that they based it on like the real the real material that the scene in pose is based on and it's really cool to have a fiction version of paris is burning all these years later mm-hmm. yeah definitely paris is burning is a great inside 
view of that culture uh, during that time period that really, I, I mean, I don't know that there's any other documentary that shines a light on it quite as uh, in depth as Paris is burning. Yeah, for sure. It's one of like the only source material mm-hmm. for that time period and that scene, the, the ball culture scene. And I mean, Pose is super stylized and I kind of love, right. I, I love that because it's like, yeah, why not make it stylized? You know, like like they wouldn't have neon lights inside of that right, ballroom. Right, right, right. Of course. Do they have them in there? Paris is burning. No, in in yeah. Pose? Oh yeah, I noticed them for sure. They have pink uh pink bar neon lights that go around the perimeter oh. inside of the ballroom. Got it. Yeah. That they drag in. I right, I, right, I definitely right. It's super stylized. It. Like mm-hmm. that's why it's. But good. neon is in right now. <laughs> it's good to see Paris is burning because you see like what it really looked like. Because they didn't look like this. But (laughs) it's fun to have a stylized version to me. Because I love seeing things glamorized. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I know it's not realistic, but it's it's pretty to look at. Mm -hmm. And I I appreciate that. So, and and that's just an interesting point that you bring up in regards to stylization of older time periods. Because as somebody, I'm... I consider myself like a novice historian. Like I, I really love history, right? And yeah. I love going back into time, and especially if there's archival footage of previous decades, and or even thinking of p- decades where the film wasn't didn't exist yet. But as a potential filmmaker in the near future, I like to think about how stylized do I want my depictions of the past to be if I'm ever to do uh, historical pieces like this mm-hmm. one. And it's just cool to hear that you like that because I kind of am starting to agree. I think that because I think right now something that at least American society has an issue with is appreciating its history, at least in terms of younger generations that they sometimes they don't like history that much. And it's can be difficult to invigorate interest in history yet to me it's become one of the most important subjects i think that there is and just from a personal standpoint i wonder how as a filmmaker i can utilize the you know styles of modern cinematic storytelling to reveal important parts of history for new viewers yeah i i really appreciate it i love i mean we know it's fiction so why not just make it pretty yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so and like the the performances and pose are are really well done and authentic. So I think that that keeps the realness. No pun intended. <laughs> it keeps the realness. It keeps the realness present. Performances are really good. Speaking of the performances, w- you had told me something while we were watching it. Uh, a fact about the casting, I believe. What was that? What was it? Are you listening? I'm pretty sure. You told me that this was a special show because it employed almost strictly LGBT people of color. It's true. I mean, okay, it has the largest trans cast Mm. on TV ever in history, I think. And like they have five lead trans women of color as main and supporting roles, but like permanent roles. I don't know. What what do you call that? I guess supporting, Mm -hmm. supporting roles. And it's all the, they're in the first scene. It's everyone in abundance, mm-hmm. the, the house, house of, of abundance. abundance. Uh, they're all trans women of color. And our protagonist is uh, played by MJ Rodriguez. Her mm. name is Blanca. Well, but I want to do like a character rundown. We should probably do that. Yeah. And we'll hold off on that yeah. for a second. Yeah. It, it has an extremely diverse cast. And also now a woman named Janet Mock uh, has become the first trans woman of color to write and direct a scripted series. Oh. Um, and she she did episode six, and it was wow, like wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was a and it was a very beautiful episode. It was the last episode I saw, mm-hmm. and it was really sad, honestly. Yeah, yeah, we definitely talk about the masculinity that kind of runs rampant in Hollywood writing room culture right now, uh, or just historically always has. And so if there's ever been a need and time for more female writers to get opportunities, let alone transgender writers uh, to have opportunities now is the time. And so that's really great to hear. Yeah. And it makes sense like that they're telling these stories because when I first started watching Pose, because there was all this buzz about it, I was like, okay, but like, what does Ryan Murphy know that much about this? Uh, he is part of the LGBT community. He's <laughs> what do you gay. know? He's gay. And 
I was, I was just on the ra- on the I was listening on the radio the other day. This like I think it's the gay station. I'm not sure. The gay the gay station. Well, there's like a gay station, I think, but here in Austin? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like going through either people that they didn't realize were gay or people they thought were gay but weren't. And one of them <laughs> that the guy brought up was Ryan Murphy and not knowing he was gay. And everyone else was like, you're stupid. Like, obviously, <laughs> everyone knows he's, Ryan Murphy's gay, you know. But whatever. That was weird. Well, do you... So, a question that I've had in my head here for a few minutes is, do you think that this type of show could succeed right now on network television? What do you mean? Like, on oh, broadcast television. I don't think... Uh, it can't have... Like, it has too many... Like, it has Like, on language. Fox or CBS, it wouldn't work. It has language and it has violence, quote-unquote, and... Like stuff that can't be on public television, hmm. right? Because I mean, I'm pretty sure sex and violence is on public television, but not in this, not in the level. Not that, language, like, obviously, but yeah, like it's a lot more. I feel like has it has more rules to it, hmm. and this is more like cable style. So, so your answer is no, it couldn't. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think it'd be as good because, like, you have right. to show like you know, sure, more serious. I mean, it's a it was a brutal time in New York and, and that and it's that true reality for that community. So I was happy that it was all actual trans women cast because they are so like they're always barred from playing cisgender roles a lot of the time. And what's cisgender? That's like you you look male and you are male mm-hmm. or you look female or female. OK, so like if there's just like a plain woman role they'll discriminate against trans women playing that role even if they're like Mm. they totally pass and i don't know it's just like discriminatory and there was like a big fuss about scarlett johansson taking a part as a trans man uh in some movie called like rub and tug or rug and tug or rug and something i don't know Mm. whatever it was called and like there was an uproar and it made sense because like and she's had the thing is she's had this problem before in ghost in the shell playing an asian woman so like people are already like annoyed with you and you're doing it all over again and the outcry was so bad because at first she gave like a super sassy answer and was like i'm done with the criticism i don't care and then a few days ago she like backed out of the role and everyone was like out yeah she she stepped down from the role was it a TV show? No, or it was a movie. So they're gonna have to refilm it. No, they haven't filmed it. Oh, she okay. Just she got, just okay. She got cast. Oh, okay. And everyone was like, "What the fuck? Like, just cast a trans mm-hmm. man, <laughs> like an actual trans person." Yeah. I mean, gosh, you know, you would think that we'd come around at this point to understanding right. that, and there would be enough people on the team to yeah tell that casting person or whoever it is like. But they're l- just like, oh, a big name. Yay. Yeah. That'll, so that's the issue, people. isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's like just cast her. Like a lot of people are saying cast her in like the supporting role, like the main or like right. the main other role. You know, it's just like it's not but I that think hard. That the trade off like to have a big name is not worth the backlash that you'll Definitely get for not. something like that. Like it's it's common sense. You would right. think like they should read like the where the audience is right now. Yeah. And it's not behind scarlett johansson's name it's just not mm-hmm. so and and that's the people that they want to go see this movie it's a movie about a trans man and like his journey or i don't i don't know much about it but you know you want the lgbt community to show up for this movie probably that's your main target audience and then why cast a cis woman you know it's it's just dumb that's very interesting so I, it's a smart decision whoever's it was if it was hers or management yeah you'll have to keep me updated on how that develops i'd like to yeah. hear what the next steps are for them i would think casting a trans man cool <laughs> so well i guess i'll give a quick i mean i feel like i've given enough reasons to watch pose <laughs> but i don't know i like it a lot it's it's very dramatic it's a it's a drama mm-hmm. for sure one hour drama yes but it's I don't know. It's it's so nice to see sort of a different world 
portrayed in that drama way, you know, just and there's like really good characters, honestly. The performances are really touching, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a point where the acting doesn't work for you? Yes, but I'm influenced by like a lot of things I hear. I'm just like reading a lot on everything. So like now I see it. I'm just not good at by myself noticing it. But like rewatching it with you after seeing a lot of like reviews, general reviews about it, I was able to see all the things people were saying. But it's definitely not a lot of negative critiques. Mm-hmm. It's it's like very positively reviewed so far well yeah that was one of my just not complete points i guess about watching this pilot was that there were parts where i felt like the acting didn't quite hit it all the way for me or maybe it was being overacted in certain Mm -hmm. parts but i mean on the whole i definitely enjoyed the stories um and i felt like it moved really well in the pilot yeah there's (laughs) i'm excited to get into it because there are some parts that i'm still maybe unsure about and maybe you can help me understand better some things i'm (laughs) which i guess i mean when you're dealing with something like this i guess the best way to go about it is just kind of breaking down every character and then talking about what happens to them in the pilot and we can go over what we thought about that yeah for sure who is it, the protagonist even? Well, well, we'll get to that. Okay. There's just something I was going to say, but I forgot. Oh. I just... Nope. I just forgot. I forgot. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> See, I need silence. That's the thing. Beatboxing gets me like just listening to it you know just say it just spill it before you forget it again (laughs) oh okay Uh, (laughs) oh you forgot it again so oh i like that it's (laughs) it's very dramatic and obviously 80s new york as i feel like most people know most people know 80s new york no most people I'm, i'm not done most people know it was like a scary time with HIV and AIDS and, and whatnot. I hope. I hope. A lot of people won't know that. I mean, it's it's very rent. Um, <laughs> and I, I like that. So, there. I mean, and there's a lot of, on top of AIDS, there's a lot of just hardships that come with being trans or being gay or being in this ball scene and being, you know, poor and all these things or homeless for a lot of these people. But... I like that throughout the show, it has, like, joyful moments, too. Like, it's not just, like, a sob story, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like it's easy to fall into that, like, very intense drama, all all the bad stuff happening at that time. But, like, they're really... Well, that show would suck, though. Why well, no? But, like... What an optimistic note to yeah. keep us breaking... Coming us back. Keep... <laughs> keep us coming back i guess but a lot of people do like the sadness i think pose brings about a lot of like joyful and cool moments or like even funny you know it's it has like a good balance of emotions because it does have really heavy things but it's not just like constant heavy like you see these people have fun and you know it's it's more like well-rounded emotion wise and i appreciate that because i'm not here for a depressing show right well, so are we going to get in? Sp- yeah. Is it okay to spoil a little bit? Well, like mention we're going. Okay. Well, so here we're going to go kind of a little bit deeper into what the show actually, what was in the show and talking about that. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the pilot yet, go ahead, turn us off, turn it on, and then come on back and check in uh, because we're going to continue on to talk about the episode now. And this is just this, the pilot episode. So just right. you just have to watch the pilot episode. And just the pilot. Join us. <laughs> join us. Join the conversation. So uh, we get a break in that sense because the house where the main characters are... What is it? The House of Evan Evangelista. Evangelista. You're perfect. You're beautiful. Oh. You look like Brenda Evangelista. Okay. You're a model. Oh. You stone those tights. <laughs> wonderful. Beautiful. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Lightweight makeup. 
Anyway, <laughs> I feel like we got a break in the sense uh, in terms of the optimistic tone because they situated around a house that is devoted to a drug free, drama free environment. Mm-hmm. And that alone would have been very progressive for this culture of people, I think, in this time period. Granted, I'm sure like that was a lot of the whole point of having a house to begin with, was to yeah. provide a shelter of stability for many people who just didn't have support anywhere in the society of America at the time. And so, but I, I just, I can imagine how rampant it probably was with a lot of, you know, drugs and unscrupulous characters coming in and out of these types of homes. And so all of this gets positioned uh, around a safe space that's been harbored for the main characters. Well, I really like that the main plot is her making her own house from scratch. I think that, that is so cool. I think that I gets agree. us like on her side really quick. And, you know, just like it's cool that she was part of a house, but now she she wants to make her own and her own rules. But she's really starting it from nothing. And that's like I feel like that's a good journey it's to pretty make cool. a plot out of. <laughs> I, I really agree. And I like how they set it up where at the beginning we get the the whole first opening mm-hmm. scene is showing demonstrating to us the power and influence that the house of abundance abundance has yeah. right but it is also just really interesting I, ha- I had some issues sort of or just like i was had some un- uncertain feelings when whenever that character who was starting the house of evangelistas blanca blanca whenever blanca was recruiting new people i mean when she was recruiting the first person it made sense because there were steps to it and stages and all but then it was like the second and third person she just approached them kind of right after just kind of mean the second and third person okay wait let's let's go through the characters so okay so blanca is in the house of abundance at the very beginning and then she wants to make her own house. She's also diagnosed with HIV. Right. Which is her kind of catalyst to fulfill her dream of having her own house and being a house mother. Uh, and is that what motivates her to to leave yeah. the other house? Because okay. she she has a home, you know, and she has her own mother, drag mother mm-hmm. or no, not house mother. And she she wants to leave, but you know, it's it's hard. It's re- it's really hard to do that. Mm-hmm. But once she knows like she could get infected soon. I mean, it's it's kind of like she's always wanted to do that, and that's what motivates her to just to just go out and do it. Well, it's good that she you know only has HIV. Right, right, right. So, and, and at the time, I'm not sure if there was much of a distinction yet made between the two, yeah. and so it was probably just as well. It's very fearful much, to five HIV as it yeah, wasn't. it really is because all they know is like at any moment they mm-hmm. could possibly like get really sick and die Mm -hmm. and that's i mean super scary so that's why she's like it's now or never right and she has that conversation with her friend pray tell played by billy porter Mm. he's like the fashion designer but Mm -hmm. also the mc at the balls so the character's name is pray tell yeah cool so yeah we have blanca she starts the house of evangelista and evangelista then who else were you talking about so, oh, so the second and third person. So the first person she recruits is Damon. Damon, the dancer. The dancer. Cool. Who gets kicked out and has a very emotional scene with his parents kicking him out because he's gay and, and a dancer. Yeah. So that's a really powerful scene. Uh, really important, I think, for setting up the world that we're in. Right. Yeah. The, the rejection yeah. that these people are experiencing personally in their lives just the how how they have no refuge yeah because that symbol is a really it's a good symbol for like what happened in some way to literally every character Mm. in the ball scene Mm -hmm. like something of this sort happened to all of these people Mm -hmm. a very similar story so it's like yeah we're seeing how it happened for everyone just through through one character which is like now something i was unsure about did he just want to be a dancer in general or did he actually want to dress up in drag or was he apprehensive no. to drag at first? He was. He he was. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, he was like kind of looking down 
Blanca. I mean, he was he was a gay black man, yeah. but just wanted to be a like professional dancer. Yeah, and I in fact, he drew that distinction at, right at first. Yeah, for sure, because he says, "I'm not like you," and it was all to set up. I think that showing the hierarchy within the LGBT community mm. that like there's always someone oppressed, and uh, unfortunately, trans women of color are kind of like the most oppressed or like the furthest from like i feel like it's like cis white man is at the very top cis straight white man and then at the very bottom is trans women of color and like everyone like under looks down at all the people under them Mm. that they think are less and so as a gay black man you really only have the trans woman of color to like say oh i'm not like you mm. i I'm a, I'm a professional dancer like mm. i don't i don't do this ball thing you know mm. but he really wasn't very informed and once she sort of explained it he came around and became educated about it right they have that diner scene yeah that c- changes everything for him yeah but it's also just very real mm-hmm. so i i like to think that it served to show him that these are just like normal people too. Yeah, and it's also important for exposition to the audience because it's like if you don't know about ball culture, it sh- her explaining it to him is like her explaining it to us. Right. If so you haven't it, seen Paris is Burning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Here is your crash course. Yeah, so it's it's sort of exposition also. There you go. Just in the pure TV sense. Oh, they, oh these writers. <laughs> yeah. And so clever. So he's the first recruited mm-hmm. person to have. So why do you think the second and third? Only the third, who's Poppy, but well, so the second one is Angel, right? And she was taking her outside after she just got kicked out of the ballroom, and then Bianca Blanca Blanca comes out and says, "Oh, you need a place to." Well, but like they had been in the same house. Oh, and she didn't get kicked out of her house. She like lost that walk right but she was still part of house of abundance and she had been her sister i mean they lived oh, in the same house i just missed that part i guess then so oh. so it's like they already had a past and yeah she, okay well, well she was like in the beginning like she's she's i just missed part that part so i just thought i thought it was like a stranger that she was no. picking up but was poppy a stranger yeah okay little oh. poppy okay boy um, man they really had some trust with poppy but that's they okay. did but yeah, Wait, Angel? does Poppy come back around to have like a story of his own later in the series? He's definitely a permanent supporting role. Got so it. So he sticks around. Yeah. And you, yeah, you see him every episode. The House of Evangelista is sort of our protagonist group, but also the House of Abundance mm-hmm. is... like the Are they like the antagonist group? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Electra definitely is, I feel like. Uh, on top of like white society being like mm-hmm. the... The big antagonist, but Electra. What is that called? Like, there's like, you know, when there's like a villain that's like, like, it, let's say in Pokemon, the villain is your rival, but then they're like, the villain is Team Rocket. Well, there's like your rival, but then your enemy. Okay, yeah. I guess, so the enemy, I think, is like white society. <laughs> or like straight white society. Okay, got it. And then the rival right. is Electra. It's like they're... They're enemies, but with the same goal. Right. Right. So. It's like they're trying to just get there quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So Angel was part of Abundance, but I mean, you see it a lot if if you rewatch it. Anytime, you know, Blanca and Electra fight a lot at the beginning, like. Right. Electra's like, oh, what ideas? And she's like, that was my idea and whatever. She steals Blanca's ideas and Mm -hmm. stuff. Well, you always see like Angel kind of looking like at Blanca, like like she wants to defend her or like she's on her side, but like she doesn't say anything. Hmm. So like you see Angel has some sort of connection with Blanca. And like remember well, when Blanca leaves, like moves out, Angel almost like goes with her. Like hmm. she, she and then the, the guys hold her back. Right. And exactly. That, that's Angel. So she almost went with her. OK. In the first place. But then once she got like kind of rejected at the ball a little bit Blanca's okay cool like, so it was like a little yeah. hint okay yeah blanca's like you should move in over here because they're yeah. friends she was on the fence already to begin with yeah that's cool okay so it's all coming together now yeah we have three members and they have a solid squad like yeah they, you know the house is building little poppy I mean, is at the end you don't have to spoil too much but 
does at least one or two more people come join the house later in the se- in the season? Um. Yes. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, well, little Poppy, you know, he reminded me so much of *In Paris Is Burning*. The two little boys that like they're really young and like Hispanic looking. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're gay too, you know. But they're really young. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I know it. Oh. The, he reminded me, and I think that's who he's inspired kind of expi- by oh. because that makes sense. But like, I was like, oh, it reminds me of those like little Hispanic boys. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, they were so young. They were little. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's just uh, crazy honestly, to think that like they were out on the streets. I know. <laughs> that's yeah, it's insane. And little Poppy though, I think it's not gay. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Based on other episodes, I'm kind of confused. I mean, I t- I'm keep trying to say, like, you can be a drag queen and not have no, to be gay. No, I know. No, I totally know. I just I just mean, like, I just thought so at first. But yeah. I don't think he is. It, it doesn't matter. So that's little Poppy, I guess. We, we went over him. He, yeah. he joins at the end. But right. So we, there's not much to talk about. With yeah. Him. You see more of him later on. Honestly, I definitely want to come back to Damon. Yeah, we will. (laughs) We've mentioned her a little bit, but the House of Abundance is led by Electra Abundance, which her is the, I think, the acting people have the most trouble with just because it's like the the least real. Not not necessarily Hmm. even the acting, but like the character. Right. And like that. Well, she's kind of stuck up. And it's not like the most human. Right. (laughs) It's like very over the top. Like it's very drag. Like it's, it's over the top. But, like, you know, these people, like, perform that way at the balls and stuff. But, like, in their homes, they're, like, real people. <laughs> they're not, like... But she holds oh. on to it. She holds on to that persona. <laughs> yeah. But, so, I feel like pe- some people I've heard critique that about, I guess, the writing or whatever. Got it. That's the main critique I've heard, I feel like. Well, maybe maybe that character is going to go through some sort of major transformation. There's definitely, like, backstory to her, too, and future episodes that's very interesting so yeah so we have electro abundance and her house after uh blanca and angel leave is candy and lulu are the other trans women Mm. that are there and then the two they have like two dancers that are like damon we have pray tell we talked about him honestly it took me like quite a second to (laughs) realize that Pray tell the friend and designer to Blanca was the same person as like the sassy MC just because they were such different. Wait, like, they are? Oh my God. No way. Stop. I can't believe it. Don't no, make no, no, fun no. of me. No, I seriously. I, really? Are you being serious? They're the same? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense now. I just didn't even. Dang. Are you being sarcastic? No, I just didn't even. Co- I, I didn't connect like the you dots. You remember the fashion designer? I don't connect the dots. Remember, she he's the only one she tells that she came out HIV positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, it's like her old OG friend that yeah, she can trust. Yeah, yeah. The but one he's person the same. Trust. He's Billy Porter. He's the announcer <laughs> at the at the balls. And it's like, tons, yeah, tons. no, I didn't get that. I didn't either. I just they were so different. <laughs> I was like, yeah. How, and then at the end. I think it was because of that that confused me. He was so shady when Evan- House of Evangelista. I remember they they challenge Abundance and then they lose really bad. Right. And then he comes out and they don't lose really bad. Right. Actually, not that bad. You're right. They had Damon and he vogued, but the, he comes out and he's super like shady to them mm. outside and mean. And I'm like, that's why I didn't even think that was her best friend. Like <laughs> he was just mean and walked away. Like what? <laughs> Sometimes the but truth hurts. I mean, it's the persona. I think it's just like yeah. that he puts on for the mm-hmm. the scene. And I finally got it. I mean, definitely episodes later, he's an important character. He's one of the actors that people are like loving the most yeah. in this. He does so great. And oh my God. Episode six, the one that just happened. Holy shit. He, he, he's going to get an Emmy nom just for that <laughs> episode because there was a <laughs> lot of emotion. Like so much. <laughs> I mean, it's so pent up after having to work at Macy's all the time. <laughs> Spritzing. Right. It's a spritzer. <laughs> yeah. I, he's he's amazing. Like, as the episodes goes on, like, he... I mean, just that he played those two personalities so differently. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's so cool, though, for me, 
because Paris is Burning doesn't get as much into it as like RuPaul's Drag Race has been able to accentuate the need for fashion for uh original garments and uh, balls. So I've been able to appreciate that through watching RuPaul's Drag Race with you. And it makes me understand why a character like that is so important in a show like Pose. Yeah. No, yeah, he's... Yeah, Billy Porter is definitely going to get an Emmy nom. Everyone mm-hmm. knows it. <laughs> and that's a great character. And he develops nice. a lot through the next episode. Yeah, he was definitely one of my favorites to watch. Yeah. And then we have... So Angel, we've talked about a little bit. She works as a sex worker. And I don't know... Oh, wait. So, so is Angel the one yeah. who has... Or the guy has the affair with? Yes. Well, yes. Um, wait. <laughs> so Angel is a sex worker and a lot of people, I'm not going to say any more than this, but people are worried about her getting, being very much based on Venus Extravaganza from Paris is Burning mm-hmm. and getting that mm-hmm. story. I mean, that's what it. I was scared of that from the pilot. For sure. Well, that's, yeah, from the pilot, people are scared of that. Because that that guy was on, he's, he's on the edge. I mean, he works for Trump Tower. Yeah, he does. (laughs) There's a lot of, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of parallels and it's just scary. But yeah, so, so the guy we're talking about, his name is Stan. (laughs) (laughs) Very like, you know, basic web boy name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the 80s stan <laughs> and he works at trump tower he just he got, just got a, a job a brand new yeah job and his boss is matt played by the crying dawson's creek meme <laughs> <laughs> matt is insane he is wild <laughs> uh, yeah like i could not believe that interview that was the most i mean it's so it's a funny scene but it's just so heightened and ridiculous you i don't think, think that in the 80s they would do so, that so uh, you know and i was asking myself that when i was watching it and i feel like it's exaggerated it's trying to just uh, yeah. it, it's trying to pack in all yeah, of the yeah. kind of stereotypes and of the 80s that we think about well it's not even the 80s though i think of that as like any like high powered white guy like that that's like at a super high level position that no one can touch him mm-hmm. well i mean he specifically references reagan's america well that's and, true <laughs> you know he's like god bless ronald reagan <laughs> uh, <laughs> i so yeah in that sense right, right, right but uh i i mean in my opinion i i know that that in my head i often think that I, I, I like to wonder if the 1980s was just a bunch of white men in suits doing cocaine and skyscrapers there wa- controlling there, the country. It was, clearly. Uh, <laughs> it's, but, I mean, it just sounds a little far-fetched that he I would don't. bust it out in the middle of an interview. But Yeah, you're right. But, you know, still, close enough. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't put anything past it's these, true. like, elitist old white guys. You know, they... They're literally untouchable. I mean, it's like so believable just based on all of the movies I've watched that were filmed in the 1980s that are that feature cocaine in that sort of context. And the evidence is abundant. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so. I think I think it's semi realistic. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like it it's interesting to have the white people storyline because it serves as the juxtaposition of that other society that like these people are totally rejected from like completely mm-hmm. and just, but it's interesting to see that the drag, these, the white people are also putting on as like these, right. Like the suit and the, yeah. you know, that's all drag too. It's like, wow. Just you're faking you're getting it. deep here. Well, it's very RuPaul like uh-huh. philosophy, but <laughs> it's like, they're very much just, faking it and they have all these like dirty secrets like stan does stan mm. is shady as hell something i played thought that by evan peters uh, oh who is it was an american horror story or still is and he was in this like teen movie i really liked back in the day called sleepover and he played the guy they called spongebob which makes no sense but <laughs> he was ridiculous it's just weird to, to see him really serious in this what character did he play? His name was... They called him Spongebob. Oh. In this show? No, no, in a movie. Okay. A teen movie, I like. What character is this, though? And 
What do you Stan? Oh, 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 oh. Okay, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's weird to see Stan being see, so yeah. serious and yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. And he back Was then he was like dancing the Spice Girls and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Whatever job you can get as an actor these days. Yeah. Well, those days. <laughs> yeah. Now he's he has this, and it's weird that it annoys me so much that he's the lead name, like in the actors, he's like the lead name they put. Really. Mm-hmm. Like in the credits, it's like Evan Peters' first name. Yeah. And I'm like, no one cares about him. He's like plotline C. <laughs> That's odd to me. And like his wife is like the second name, Patty. What? That's, yeah. that I does, know. This doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. It's just like, I think fame. It goes by like fame. They work out these types of details in their contract, sadly. Uh. It's like they... That's so They dumb. literally have to like work out exactly where the name's going right, to come right, up, right. how long it's going to stay That's on the screen. It should lead with MJ, Blanca, mm-hmm. and like Angel and, you know, <laughs> all those people for Damon. So one interesting Pretty note tell. just before we leave the scene is I wanted to mention is I liked how this one particular line came back. The line of from that interview when the boss asks Stan in the chair, what is it that you want? And then Stan uh asks that question of Angel when they're laying down in the bed and then it comes back around and then Angel goes, wow, nobody's ever asked me that before. So it's this really interesting dynamic and it's almost as if she's trying to say that like nobody has paid attention to me in society to give me that kind of credit to ask me even like, what do I want? Yeah. Um, And it's just so crazy that like what she wants and how he he has everything she's saying and like he's. clearly unhappy about it and i was just like "Mm." it's just such a troubled relationship i it just made me feel weird and funny the whole time Mm -hmm. um did stuff like that really happen oh it's a thing i guess when you got money well no it's like a a thing (laughs) well i mean i get it (laughs) but okay to each their own. I mean, you definitely... Ex- Without ex- cheating on your wife and family. Uh, for <laughs> sure. Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. But it's something that is explored in the rest of the episodes. And it's also something that was a problem I was not aware of in the slightest. And it really opened my eyes to a certain trans problem. I, I can't say it because it's spoilers, but that I just... Did not even. Well, you can't just bring it up and then not mention well, it. Well, it ha- it can't. I can't. I, spoilers. Like, <laughs> it's just about just, I can't. I'll tell you off off air. Uh, <laughs> this is nuts. I'll tell you off the air. It's, 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 it has to do with other episodes that I can't give away, but. I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to just interject this, but you kind of gave me the blue balls there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, too bad. You have to watch more Pose. It's only seven more episodes. You can do it. <sighs> so, yeah, we have an angel who has this, yeah. like, weird, toxic relationship with Stan. Yeah, it makes me very uncomfortable. Continue. <laughs> and Patty is Stan's wife. Mm-hmm. There's more development with her, too, but mm-hmm. not in this episode. Got it. And I think that's most of our characters. Okay. We just have the Dean of Dance, which is... Right, and so... Okay. We gotta yeah. run. We gotta get to that scene for okay. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I. I mean, with the exception of that, I think we've run down most of all of the plot lines. And yeah. Scenes Except and such. Except for bogging. Sure. 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 Right. That's <laughs> well, true. Well, but that's part of the dancing. So yeah. There you go. Definitely. So we have this whole development of how Damon. He wants to be a dancer. He starts out by getting kicked out of his house. Oh my gosh! Just the abuse in that scene is tragic. It's terrifying. It's. it's awful i really appreciated the acting from the parents like that's for having the small roles that they had mm-hmm. Ugh, whew, hard 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 and then so so damon fi- decides to go to the house after being invited there and blanca blanca yeah she says that you know the catch to staying here is that you got to be educated and so mm-hmm. uh, she literally takes on the role of being her mother being uh, like a parent mother. and going all the way to the school, getting the application for him, saying, you're going to apply. You got a week. And then he is irresponsible. He doesn't care, I guess. And he just misses the deadline. I don't think it's a responsibility. I think it was like crippling, like 
hopelessness that he could never get in. He just defeated himself before. Yeah, like, you know, when you trying. think, like, that's not worth it to even try. Like, it's so beyond. Man, that's such an interesting emotion and thought to put into a character that I've never thought about before, sadly. Just because I'm thinking about the examples in my own life where I maybe at one for one second I had that thought, but yeah. then I immediately overcame it and I said, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And I'm thinking to myself like, well, damn, that's how I literally, I got into arts high school. That's how I got into UT. I totally didn't think I was going to, I had the ability to get into these places, but I just did it anyway for the experience to, to learn what right. going through the experience of auditioning is like. And then lo and behold, I actually got into these programs. And so uh, miracles do happen. And uh, the sure. whole point is that they're not looking for people who are professionals. They're looking for people with potential. Yeah. And that's the whole point that they demonstrate in the audition. But this, yeah. And this character, he's just, he's very young and he's also like literally like right now has nothing. So he just feels like, not worth much you know so he's he in doesn't a feel connected state. to that society right yeah. like the people mm-hmm. i'm sure that he doesn't look at himself as the dance student type right. or you know who goes to a school that he just doesn't fit into that mold yeah of uh society so intellectualhood like, yeah the mentality defeated him for sure yeah and the ap- ap- not a- and avoided applying but then to, to so so yeah and then of <laughs> course blanca says oh hell nah <laughs> stomps down to that school and now this is where the you know if we had to bring in the part that is the one exception, the one exception. there we go yeah. <laughs> it is so unrealistic that this director of dance would not call security on this random wo- like who are you again but <laughs> also person that just interrupts her in the middle of filing also <laughs> it's the 80s yes <laughs> like okay. to me it's very different pre 9-11 and you know and it's, i hear it's you're like coming from that's pre, true like phones and you know it's like you handle stuff like in person and like you know it's more like that kind of it's very scripted in my opinion though well for sure it's it's not the it's not a very real scene but i feel like it's more likely than Completely more likely than than something like now with like right. the internet, but for, like, sure. for sure, I don't know. Back then, things were more cash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> more like in person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they agreed to see this person without any of either their credentials. Uh, well, I no, mean, but he did. They did put in the application, so uh-huh. like, I guess it was just a, late. Yeah, but yeah, I see. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's very School of Rockish where <laughs> they reason with. I mean, they they don't pretend right, to be right, like right. mentally ill, but uh, well, no, they were terminally ill, term- not yeah. mentally. Ill. Ooh, sorry, check myself there. <laughs> but you know, I guess it wasn't too unreasonable to ask for just ten minutes of their time. But then they then they have like they set up this whole panel with tables and chairs, and then on top of the un already unrealisticness of getting the audition the audition itself is outrageous what do you mean outrageous you don't just first of all it's like it's like a rule that you don't make eye contact with the people who are judging you first well, of all but what does first he of know all, he's a kid this first, is true he's a true. kid second of all he's just like touching rubbing his bodies up against these people that are judging him yeah that's a little extra but like and then walking on the tables Right. I know. Uh, but also like, you know, he had emotion and I get that. I, it's I, good. I did. It's like, just un- it was unrealistic for somebody like me who's been through the process, I guess. But also they wanted to be scandalized. You know, they wanted like something amazing. So like it's true. They had to, he had to do something. He had to have a yeah. gag. <laughs> I mean, he had his <laughs> he had his taste, his flavor, his yeah. personality. Yeah. And I like that it was like his unique pizzazz. Like it was, it was. <laughs> what do you call it? Pizzazz. 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 He. I like that you see it. It feels less choreographed by like him having the moments where he doesn't know or he like has like confusion on his face. I want to feel the 
I, first of all, the song choice is like iconic, <laughs> but somebody who loves I just, me. I like seeing him like uncertain and like you know when he goes to like the bag and he's like uh like i don't know what yeah, i'm doing right like, like those moments made it feel more real just like that that he wasn't prepared it made that feel real that he wasn't as prepared and he was improving. no the reality is that those auditioners would have stopped him and said okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a call that's not true <laughs> that's what they did to me oh <laughs> No, I. Well, you had to get up on the table <laughs> and it's impress true. them that way. Yeah, I only auditioned for one musical in my life. Where that's not true. Actually, I've auditioned for two musicals, but and I got into one, but then I quit after the first rehearsal because I was like in an extra role and I didn't want to. Oh. It, it just yeah, it sucks because like I had to basically sit around for five hours and, yeah, and yeah, wait yeah, for yeah. my like one you know 10 minute part to rehearse. i had i had friends that did that yeah so <laughs> <They> were extra. <laughs> i just i didn't want to it was too much commitment so i just did, said no right but another one where i was auditioning i used a song from the music man and i tried like two or three times to get it and they let me like restart a couple of times but then after i didn't get it the third time they were like all right that, that that's good uh we'll we'll be in touch oh yeah that's awkward <laughs> well yeah. but he didn't restart it's true. He, he just great. kept going. And that's another thing that they do teach you when yeah. auditioning is to just keep going. Pick it yeah, up. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he would he would finish yeah. and then be like, oh, and then keep going. But like you would see it in his face like, oh, what do I do next? You know? So in terms of the teacher as a character, I'm interested to see future episodes because yeah. suddenly a real side. She, she comes across kind of cold, I guess, mm-hmm. at first. We think of her as an executive type and... But also she's a dance teacher and right. so she has some sensitivities. So they get sort of teased at and, and played with in the process of so definitely of in that room where she has to get convinced to let him audition. And then when he's actually auditioning, we, we get the cutbacks over to her where she's smiling and laughing when at certain moves. Yeah. And then when she comes over to hug him after to embrace him. Uh, and support him after the performance, which seems to have just taken his whole heart and soul uh, to perform. I'm excited to see where they go from there. So are she's, in the future, do, are there like scenes of him in the school going yeah. through classes? Oh, she's in a recurring role to like wow. her name is Helena or like the, the character's name. And Does she sort of become like a counselor for him? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I can't tell you. OK, I, but I didn't think she's, she's a recurring character. That's cool. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool. Uh, I think we've gone over all the characters. Cool. And she's one of them, the last one, I guess. Nice. So we got some Vogan. Yeah. Well, it's cool. I like that he incorporated it. Yeah. It, it was so cute. <laughs> Into the audition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And oh, I love, I'm obsessed with the song that ends up being Angel and Stan's song, but that, so that's weird, but like, I love that song. It's like, brown, 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 brown. It's very synthy. <laughs> <laughs> that's your synth impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you remember this on the radio and she's like, this will be our song. Oh, yeah. That That song is really good. I like it. I sadly I don't remember too well, but yeah, I hear I hear you. I I want to vogue some. I think that <laughs> I think we should do a YouTube video of me vo- trying to vogue. You should. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, definitely not hard. It hurts. <laughs> definitely not easy, especially <laughs> especially when they get low down on the ground yeah. and they're like on their tippy toes, knees bent. Right, 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 right. It's almost like you're squatting and walking. Yeah, <laughs> and that takes some muscle. Oof! Wow. Well. I must pose you the question. Anything else on your plate to cover? No. Well, this has been a wonderful chat. I have enjoyed this conversation thoroughly. Your grade? My grade. A plus. A. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't seen the rest. What's the point of me giving a grade if you already know it? Well, I just need to confirm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I give it an A because... Be- well, we've we've covered the s- right. the drawbacks for it, uh, where I think it has some weaknesses. But you should watch more. It's not a perfect work, but I am really 
if assuming that it can hold on for a couple, few more seasons, you know, I'd like to obviously see how far they're able to take it. I mean, they could go all the way to 2017 with a show like this. They should. <laughs> um, I know, right? <laughs> uh, Pose for Life. You know, it's a young show. It's still growing. Yeah, and sure. they have a lot of room to get comfortable with the characters and their element writing it. So uh, definitely lots more to go from here. And I'm looking forward to watching the remainder of the season with you. Yay. Mm-hmm. If you happen to watch it and you want to talk about it more with us, you can always reach us at the usual channels. Yeah. Tweet us or Instagram at Heike Book Club. Email or, or Facebook. Email us at Heike Book Club at gmail.com. Zeleni does a great job. Props to her. Okay. Well, okay. I guess while I'm at it, I'll go ahead and shout out the old crew from Barnaby's Cafe over in Houston, Texas. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. No. I don't expect any of them to be listening to this, but maybe they will one day. Definitely, I could imagine... Well, it'd be hard, right? Because if I wasn't here in Austin with you, I probably wouldn't care about watching these shows as much or know about them even. <laughs> but if I was in Houston, I would definitely... And it's still working at Barnaby's, where I did work for three years. I would I know I'd be talking with my coworkers about it because uh, something that's great about Barnaby's Cafe down in Houston is that they really pride themselves on being one of the very first like restaurants in the city of Houston to employ uh, people of the LGBT community and its original location is centered inside of the original gay neighborhood of Houston. Nice. Yeah. So it's a really important organization in my opinion for that and this is a big shout out to all of them nice well shout out to them i've definitely been to an employee party or two where they were in one uh, an employee or two was in drag nice so (laughs) that's fun it's a thing well this has been a super treat and we look forward to chatting with you next week we'll let you know through twitter what we will be covering next week but until then you'll be hearing from us